Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is your Wendy's Wake Up Call. Start your day with a better breakfast and get a free drink with any of our morning-making breakfast sandwiches. That's your favorite drink in a Wendy's cup, free. Fresh brewed coffee, free. Diet Coke, free. Vanilla Frosty Chino, that's cold brew plus Frosty Creamer plus free. So don't sleep on this deal. Get any size drink in a Wendy's cup, free, when you buy any breakfast sandwich. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's. Limited time only at participating Wendy's. On the card only. Offer valid upon request on lowest price qualifying item. Not valid for third-party delivery. This is your Wendy's wake-up call. Start your day with a better breakfast and get a free drink with any of our morning-making breakfast sandwiches. That's your favorite drink in a Wendy's cup, free. Fresh brewed coffee, free. Diet Coke, free. Vanilla Frosty Chino, that's cold brew plus Frosty Creamer plus free. So don't sleep on this deal. Get any size drink in a Wendy's cup, free, when you buy any breakfast sandwich. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's. Limited time only at participating Wendy's. On the card only. Offer valid upon request on lowest price qualifying item. Not valid for third-party delivery. Josh Keatley with me as always, Donovan James. We were actually just, we actually are just jumping into the pod. Donovan was winding down from a long day at work, and we were getting to a heated playoff discussion. We thought, you know what, this should, this is good content. This is good content. So we're going to talk some shit here first about the playoff rankings and all that good stuff. Then we're going to dive into our college football review of our last two weeks. Um, you know, our best bets that we had two weeks on the pod, the best bets last week. I know I tweeted out a couple games, and then we're going to do our college football previews for the best bets coming. Up. Then we're going to do the same thing with the NFL, the reviews of the last two weeks, and then the preview, because like I said, we uh, canceled last week's Thanksgiving episode. Uh, but Donovan, we were talking a little shit about the playoffs and um, you know teams canceling games and, and, and all that shit, and, and then the disaster that is the college football playoff. And you're, you were saying that you agree with me. The playoffs should be expanded. I was saying 14 teams, each conference gets gets one, each conference gets their champion, and then two at large. You, you, you feel comfortable with eight, though, right? Yeah, I think it should be um, whoever wins, uh, you know, the Power Five, all the all those. So that's five uh, automatic qualifiers, and then three, basically two at largest, um, and then one non Power Five school. We should make sure at least one gets in. Um, and it I could mean, be I, two. It could be two. It could be three. Whatever, but three non non uh, three at largest. It could be anyone. It could be Coast Carolina, Cincinnati, BYU, whatever. It could be florida or texas and whatever but five conference winners from the power five and then three at largest whoever they are you know i i i feel i i find myself as a champion of of the small schools the non-power five but i'm you know even then i wouldn't I, i don't think that they have to have one every year but i do think that there has to be some recognition for how good these teams are i mean i'm looking at the rankings right now and iowa state is ranked number nine iowa state got the the shit kicked out of them by a team that's not even, oh, actually, Louisiana Lafayette, who is number 25. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, why? I don't understand why it's always flip flop like that. These small schools get shit on constantly. Cincinnati's on the outside looking in at seven. And I know that, you know, Texas and them and Florida are probably better. I think that they would probably be favorites against Cincinnati. But there's no way that you could tell me with the utmost confidence that you think that Texas A&M or Florida have the consistency or the defenses that would absolutely shut down Cincinnati. There's just no way. I mean, there's just feels like there's not a lot of disrespect. And BYU, BYU sitting at 13. And they got a quarterback who might go number one overall. Uh, it's just I feel like there's just so much disrespect going on there. Yeah, BYU got screwed because everyone complains about them not playing uh, in a conference, but it actually helps them out because their schedule before the season was – if they had around the schedule, ran the table with their schedule before, they'd be higher. Um, they just got screwed over. Now, they declined to play Washington. That's on them. Um, I don't know the situation behind that, but not playing Washington was bad. Whoever made that decision, not a good look because that would have been the best thing they played all year. Um, that's a good Washington team. And it would have helped out both. Uh, and regionally, it makes sense. Provo's not that far from Seattle. 
Uh, don't know why that wasn't played, but that honestly took them out. When when that broke news, Bruce Feldman broke that, they were done. Um, they still probably wouldn't have made it. Uh, they would have made a New Year's Six game, uh, and I would like to see them in New Year's Six game. Um, I think that they are the second-best non-Power 5 school behind Cincy. Um, Cincy needs a lot of help to get in. I highly doubt they're going to get in this year, but uh, that's a good team. That's one of the best defenses in the country. But, yeah, I agree with you. Um, I think there's a few teams that are always uh, – Deserving, I think they should automatically get one. Like I said, with my 18 playoff, I just don't want anyone complaining with the 18 playoff. Like, there's not too many teams, there's not too little. There's a, there's a small schools to get in, the, the non power five, you know, schools get in or whatever. Uh, the, the, the big conferences get in, everyone gets in, everyone gets a little taste. 18s is perfect, not too much, not too little to me. Um, I do hate that for those teams, but this is just a bad year. Like, people were saying this is a better year for non power five, so it's not. Actually, because they're they didn't get those non-conference games, man. You can't play everyone in conference when you're BYU and Cincinnati and try to get in. Like you have to play better teams. E- than that. Even like when saying, they do, even when they do, they still don't get respect, though. I mean, we just talked about Louisiana Lafayette is ranked number twenty-five, and they beat the number nine team. Why? Why are that? Why is that not flip-flop? Even when they do, Coastal Carolina beat beat Kansas, who's in the Power Five. There's no you respect gotta, there. You, gotta, you know what I mean? Do, you gotta give me more than. You gotta get B more one 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 ranked team or Kansas man. Like you gotta because one you gotta start off good. That for for non conference to get in high, you gotta start off good. You got your preseason ranking has to be really high. That's the first. thing. See, that's not fair. I, that that they're right. That that right there is the problem with the whole. It's not system. fair, but you gotta, play the, pre- you gotta play the system, man. That's, that's the problem. That's the problem. Is it a, is it a playoff or is it an invitational? Because if you're using preseason rankings and the eye test and your own personal opinion, that's an invitational. If it's a playoff, you shouldn't. It shouldn't be dictated by preseason polls or nothing. That's why you have to make. That's why I think you have to. I'm. I'm okay. I'll meet you halfway. I think there should be more than eight teams, but I'll meet you. I'll. I'll go with you and say eight. That to me, that's a fair meeting. That's double what we got now. But you have to have concise rules, right? Every okay. These five conferences get automatic bid. Though it's up to those conferences to decide to decide who gets in. Okay, well, because, you know, you got usually it's going to be the champion of the championship game, Big Ten, SEC. But maybe the Big 12 doesn't want to do that because there's less teams. They just started doing a championship game. Maybe they want to go back. I don't care. I don't care. However you decide it, you got to do it that way. Each power five gets one. And then you got to come up with concise rules for the other three for the other three at large bids. You know, is is a team that. You know, you got to go by record. You're going to go by conference record. Are you going to take a small school? But you got to you got to come up with rules, just like the NFL. You know, it may it sucks that the NFC East team is going to get in the playoffs with a losing record, but you know the rules. Those are the rules. There's no if ands or buts. There's no judgment calls. There's too much of this. I don't know. Let's see. You know, you got people like Condoleezza Rice making decisions. I I don't know what the hell they're thinking. That's not fair. Tell me what you need to do, what you need to see to get in the playoffs. Do you know what I mean? I, I just, no, I, get, I don't. I get that. I'm, I I'm need fine. a rule book. Is what I'm I need. Fine with, I'm fine with the committee. I just think it should be eight teams, not four. I don't. The committee really hasn't made a wrong decision too far for me. Um, and I mean, you, the best team's gonna win in football, like usually, like ninety percent of the time. Now every you get upset. All is the that? Time, do you think so? I mean, look at if you look at the cha- the national champions for the most part, they are all the best teams. Like. Really, like they were all, they were all starting the top five. <laughs> you know, now whether that's a, that could be some of the preseason. But I mean, you look at really going back to now. I'm not going to talk about the the BCS days. That was BS. The committees we've gotten better. Like the BCS was bad to have only one and two teams and have like a. I mean, I'm a USC fan. We split a national championship with uh, LSU, even though we've had the coaches and AP poll. They were BCS. That is, see, I, I don't. That's that's what I don't like. This is like a little. A lot more fair than that. Um, there's a playoff. Like, I just think it should expand more. I don't really have that bad a problem. Because every year there's been a big debate. I mean, even the I'm an Ohio State fan, but even the year Ohio State won it, they they bumped TCU. Why did they? Let's let's really get down to. It. I love Ohio State. Ohio State won the championship that year, but why did they bump a, a TCU? Oh, because they have more money than TCU. That's what it, that's what it comes down to. A lot of these decisions are based off of, you know, the the the, the fans. And how much money they bring in? I mean, look at Clemson. Clemson's sitting at three. Why is Clemson sitting at three? You know what I mean? Like they have they have a loss. Why not give Cincinnati a shot at that point? That's who I would put in. I would mix it up, but they're never going to do that because they want the blue bloods in there. And that's the problem. 
problem. I think that that's the, there's just, there's no clear cut answer to how to get in. They just consistently put in the blue buds. And yeah, 90% of the time, those are the best teams. But every now and again, you get a Boise State beat in Oklahoma. You know sure, what I mean? Yeah, every- you do. You do. That's why I think that they should get an automatic qualifier. Um, I just don't want this thing to be the NCAA tournament for basketball when there's, because that's different. This That's basketball. This is football. Like, you can't have too many. Like, we can't. How long are they going to play? Like, they already don't get paid. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, you know I mean? so when and we, I, I talked about that a little bit. In my, in my plan, I would I would lessen the season. There's no reason Ohio have State. To, you have to there, there's that. no reason. I, don't, I, don't, I keep beating on Ohio State because I'm trying to not sound biased. I'll use Alabama as an example. There's no reason Alabama has to play the Citadel, Louisiana Monroe, Alabama A and M. But I thought you were a fan. I thought you were a fan of those schools. That's how they make. You know how much money those schools. That's their biggest paycheck. You went but if those teams, you know how if, that is. But if they get invited to the playoffs, uh, or more opportunity the Citadel to get, it's not. But they're not. The no, Citadel, no, not not the Citadel. That's, that's one double. Saying, that's though. one the, double. The Citadel. That's, that's eight hundred dollars. I went to Mercer. Like we played Alabama. We got we lost fifty nine to like three. But that was a. $800,000 paycheck for this. But game. you don't yeah. need four of those games. You don't need four of those games. They're playing like two, man. Like two max. Not four. Nobody's Florida, four. The, the year Florida beat out West Washington State, we keep I keep going back to that game. Florida played three of those games. Florida played three play. NAA teams. They played three of those games. That's right. But I'm saying like those teams, those programs are going to be extinct if they don't have those games. Right? Like that's the whole point. Like, <sighs> I think they. I, I think I think that you could make other exceptions and get Wait. those teams other ways to be get exposure than having Alabama pound the shit out of them. Remember, I mean, they're, again, they they are they are amateur athletes. I'm trying to find a way to limit that schedule. They're playing. You know, I don't still. I just don't need to see them play the, those teams three times a year. I don't need to see it. Not three times. I think they should. One or two is fine with me. Just because, and they're like, I know you've talked to these small school guys too because you do a lot of draft stuff way more than me. But those guys are like, some of those games that those guys had versus like Pierre Desir. Yes. Like he played a bigger school, not a not that big of a school like Alabama, but like big games. They can make money off that man. Like one well, Pierre Desir never never they he played at Lindenwood. Lindenwood was a D two school. So well, they I mean, never like played a, teams like, I'm like that. A, anyway. I'm like a small, small player, and maybe not him. That's a bad example. <laughs> I, you, like yeah, a, you're talking about like yeah. a one, double, like a Trey Lance playing Oregon. Trey Lance, sure, yeah, Trey for Lance, sure. Uh, we use him, or we use. Uh, I mean, it, it doesn't matter. I mean, there's a bunch of players. Um, but I, I, I think saying. that you totally could find a way to shorten the season. Maybe every, maybe every team schedules one of those games. That's your preseason, and then you rock and roll into conference play. Do you know what I mean? If every, you know, if first of all, not every team plays one double A schools. Ohio State, the Big Ten doesn't really like to do that. They, I mean, it doesn't do it at all, really. USC hasn't played. Yeah, whatever. yeah. So, so yeah. maybe you know, and I know the SEC likes to schedule three. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, we'll play like, maybe we'll maybe play like if Kansas every state, but not like that's still a D one school. Yeah. So and and that those schools would by this this method, if you shorten the season and those smaller schools get an opportunity to go to the playoff because. Remember that the, the, those conferences are splitting that playoff take. Schools like San Jose State no longer need that game because Boise State or Air Force or whoever wins the Mountain West is going to have a bigger shot, or they're at least going to play in the New Year's Six Bowl. They're going to get a bigger exposure. So the schools you're worried about are Valpo, Citadel, Lindenwood, Mercer, right? So maybe if you have all those schools are can play, they sh- are mandated to play one shitty team. One, I can't just keep saying shitty like that's an insult. One double A team. I got it. Yeah. Yeah. And then you roll into your conference play. That's a hundred. Well, there's 130 schools. So that I mean, that evens it out a little bit. There's there's ways around it. Where you can, I understand. At the end of the day, these guys are amateurs. They don't need to be playing 15 games, 16 games. They don't. They just don't need to be doing it. That's not that, cool. I don't want that because I'm an NFL fan. Then that's you're gonna get. It's and I'm a college football fan, high school football fan. All the football kind of like they all join together. Like, Dude, you're, you're and you have, play. You're gonna, you're gonna have guys sitting out. Yeah, man. Games and the integrity of the game. I usually don't use that word, but like I just think it's gonna be more like opt out stuff like this. You're right, yeah. And uh, do they play too many NFL games? I want to limit the injuries as much as possible. I don't want to see, you know what I mean? I, I like my 16 NFL games. <laughs> you know what I mean, though. But yeah. you know, it's 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 it. It would be nice to see Saquon Barkley finish a goddamn season. But whatever, we're talking about we we know what we're talking about college. But there, I think that there is, are ways where you can have 10 conference games. Roll into an expanded playoff. I mean, I'm not talking about 60 
four teams. I'm talking, you know, let's, you know, you said eight. The most I said, I think I said 14 was because every conference gets one, then you get a couple bids. That's still only, what, three extra games, four extra games. You keep the bowl games, blah, 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 blah. That's limiting. I feel like that's a, that's a pretty happy medium. But I, I don't, there's just, I, I feel like this year is really showing how faulty the system is. Do you know what I mean? You, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, you said it. And I might not agree with you 100%. We're like halfway there, but it's a money thing at the end of the day. I mean, it's so bad. It's the same thing in high school, like football. Um, I mean, a team from California, like there's small school teams that deserve it, or wherever state you live in, all 50 states, Ohio, whatever. You know, you have your 6A, your 5A, your so and so. And the 2A team might be damn good as a 7A team, but they're not going to get that chance. They're never playing. And that's yeah. kind of how college football is like you might play them um there's been teams high i think boise was the highest non-power five school finishing like in second one year um if i'm not mistaken i think they finished second i can't remember i think the year they beat oklahoma they finished second um i know south florida you remember the year south florida was number two for like four well, weeks i would say ucf they did their whole split national oh that's right yeah yeah that's, yeah sure that's fine man but they never got a, a sure a, a real chance i would love to see it um, then get a, a legit chance because those schools are good. You do have your Hawaii-Georgia games when Colt was there, which was disgustingly a blowout, never had a shot. Or you get your Boise-Oklahoma games. Or But those you know, blowouts happen all the time anyways. I mean, you know, uh, yeah. Alabama, or, uh, geez, LSU beat the brakes off of Clemson this past year. Oh, you know, yeah. Clemson I mean, beat the brakes yeah. off, off of Ohio State. Alabama beat the, beat the brakes off of uh, – uh, Michigan State, or it was Washington that one year. Ohio State, when they won it, they beat the brakes off of Oregon. That wasn't sometimes I even forget that Ohio State played Oregon. All I remember is the Alabama game because they was that game that much of a blowout? The Ohio State Oregon was that that bad? I think they beat them by a couple touchdowns, if I remember right. I don't remember. I don't remember sitting on the edge of my seat in the last two minutes. It's been a it, you know most of those oh, playoff games. The, yeah, when Mariota was there. Is it, yeah, 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 yeah. Most yeah, of those playoff right. games are not like you know they're not close to close matchups. I mean Oklahoma's been. Blowing out in pretty much every playoff they've ever been in. You know what I mean? Like they're not yeah. close they games. Have, so, they don't have a defense. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, what's what? What's the difference if if Oklahoma's getting blown out forty-one to zero? You know, is, yeah, is Cincinnati right. doing that much worse? I just, I, I just feel like there needs to be more opportunity. There just needs to be, there needs to be clear, concise rules. We don't, you don't need to bring a committee in to tell me, to tell me this. Just make the rules. We know, we know who the dominant conferences are. We know how to find a champion, right? Five of these conferences have conference championships. You, they're boom. There's five good teams right there. I just it doesn't make any sense to me. But whatever. I guess that's a conversation for another another day. Uh, should we get rocking and rolling into college football? Let's go, dude. Let's go. So the last time we spoke, all right, was two weeks ago. I picked Kent State, giving twenty four points to Akron. I won that bet. I also gave an extra game because that game was on a Tuesday. My other game was Utah. I was given, I was Wyoming giving twenty points to Utah State. That was a COVID cancellation game. Do you know what my other game that week was? Clemson giving thirty four and a half to Florida State. Another COVID cancellation. So at the last minute, I took Troy giving eleven and a half to Tennessee State. That was my best handicap of the year. And they lost outright. Do you remember that handicap, Donovan? I don't. That was one of the few teams. That was the only team who actually played. They played twice. Played each other twice. Oh, that's right. okay. Yeah, I remember and you Tro- saying that. Yeah. Yep. And Troy lost outright, even though they won the first one away. My other game was Alabama giving thirty points to Kentucky. I won that one. Going into last week, I tweeted these out. We did not have a show last week. I took Liberty giving thirty-seven and a half points to Massachusetts. Mass- Massachusetts is terrible and Liberty's good. I won that game. I took UAB giving 20 points to Southern Mississippi, another COVID cancellation. And then I got into some big, deep, deep, deep trouble the rest of the week, taking Iowa giving 13 and a half, SMU giving 12, NC State giving 14 and a half to Syracuse. All three of those teams lost their bet, but I was able to save the week with Ohio giving 25 to BGF to Bowling Green. I won that game. Um, how did you do? I'm looking at it right now. I had to go back a little bit and see. <laughs> um, I know, right? Yeah. So I had LSU Arkansas. That was two. They won by three. <laughs> Woo! Um, I'm looking at that. Um, I know I lost. Coastal Carolina beat App State. I don't know sure what the score was, but um, do you have the score in front of you? I, I do not have. I do not have the score in front of me. That was actually during the Ohio State Indiana game, so I saw very little of that game. Unfortunately, um, we'll look it up. Even right though now. I was looking forward to. Um, 
Yeah, no, yeah. So it was thirty-four to twenty-three. Um, so I lost that one. That's an L right there. And then the Oregon UCLA game, I won. That spread was thirteen and a half. Oh yeah. Yeah, and that was close. Even with UCLA that, was looking good. They were man. Chase at quarterback. They were replacing Dorian Thompson Robinson. Actually, is playing really well. Chase Griffin. Um, Dude, has Chip Kelly figured it out there? No, but. Oh. <laughs> Um, they look okay. a lot better. They look a lot. No, he hasn't figured out. They're still not winning. Um, they look a lot better. Um, they, they have a pulse on offense. Their offense is fine. Their defense is probably the worst in the Pac-12. Yeah. Um, and they, you know, we lost Jalen Phillips to Miami. He transferred. That was their best yep. player. But so I got two wins. I, I've been two and one every week on this show in college. Two and one. Dude, that's great. That's all you can expect. You know, we talk about the best gamblers in the world get 60%. We were sitting at 65, 70% for a long time. I've taken a dip recently, but I'm looking to rebound, brother. Do you want to hear my number one game? What's your number one? Boise State giving 27 points to UNLV. But unfortunately, literally 30 minutes before we started recording, that game got canceled. And I'm really, really upset about it because Marcus Arroyo, Arroyo, who was one of your favorite hires, and we talked about that in the yes. offseason. We both thought it was a great hire. He has done absolute shit at UNLV. They are trash. 0-5. They get the crap kicked out of them by everybody. They lost to Wyoming last week, 14-45, to and Wyoming's not exactly a world beater. I really thought I was going to make money on this game, so I was really upset about that game. But moving on, let's go to a game that hasn't been canceled yet. Per Purdue given two points to Nebraska. Nebraska is sitting at one and four, terrible. And Purdue is a two and three. You know, they've dealt with some injuries, uh, most notably Mark Rondell Moore bouncing in and out of the lineup. But there's some talent there. This offense moves pretty well. Uh, Nebraska lost, Nebraska fairly lost to Iowa last week, showing a little bit of life 2026. 20, Purdue lost to Rutgers in. in that is not good, 30 to 37. But, again, I think that Purdue's got some offensive firepower in that Nebraska's pretty bad. So that's going to be my first game. Oh, man, that's – if Scott Frost loses that one, he's already on the hot seat, bro. He hell yeah is on the hot seat. But you know what? I talk, It's funny. I talked to uh, a former Nebraska player, like, today. He's not going to get fired this year. Like, it doesn't really matter what happens. Really? They're going to give – they're going to – yeah, they're going to give him next year. Um, for one, the buyout, they're still paying – Bo, like this is the last year paying Bo Pelini. They don't want to have to deal with another. You know what I mean? But and wow. it's, Scott, it's Scott Frost too. He's a legend there, and they want to give him time. It is bad looking. Uh, he does have a pretty solid recruiting class coming in next year, but I have no idea. People keep asking me recruiting questions, dude. It's up in the air, man. Like some of these kids haven't played. Like the recruiting rankings of this year, like, don't really mean as much <laughs> because there's kids in California yeah. and Arizona that haven't even – they're not going to ever play. But they opted out, so they really don't have their junior and sophomore. So it's weird. Um, but Nebraska, that's a good bet, though. Um, I just wanted to kind of throw that out there about Co- Coach Frost. But, uh, yeah, it's a good bet. Yeah. I, like Purdue. I like Purdue in that one. At least, it sounds like he's safe regardless of what happens. You never know. They could turn on him fast. If he gets blown out by Purdue and a couple other teams, you know, they could turn on him. But it is weird how long it's taken. I, I think Scott Frost is a good coach. I think he's a good hire, which is funny because it's the second coach we've mentioned on this show that we both like the hire but has done nothing. Um, Who's the I, other I, one? Oh, Marcus Roy. Marcus Roy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He would be so bad, dude. He, yeah, but, uh, bad. I like Tony Sanchez hired too, though, um, from UNLV, the coach before that, and that didn't work out either. So you know well, that, was, that was a little different, though, because Tony they, they hired Tony Sanchez from Bishop Gorman, right? That was a, yeah, yeah. That was yeah, a big goddamn Hail Mary. Right here, Marcus Arroyo's oh, got yeah. quite the resume. He was the OC at Oregon for a couple years, I think. He was. I don't know if he was the OC for a couple years. He was the OC the latest year, and I know he was on the Oregon staff. For yeah, a he years, was so the OC OC and quarterback coach for Herbert's yeah. whole career, pretty much. Yeah. So he's got quite the resume. Um, but Scott Frost, I don't know what's taking him so long, but why he's there, I'm going to pick on it. What's your first game? My first game is Alabama over LSU. <laughs> um, it is high. It's twenty nine and a half. But what's the spread? Twenty nine and a half. This is crazy, right? It's it's weird to think about that because you usually think of LSU as good, but dude, they are straight cheeks this year. They're bad. I mean, they they just had another two opt. I mean, it's like they terrible. <laughs> like everyone keeps opting out. Like players <laughs> opting out that aren't even like one of their defensive tackles. That's like a rotational guy. He opted out. They're um, bad. They're just straight bad. They're, they're, they're just bad. really really bad. They're, they're they're really really bad on offense because everyone on their offense already was gone because of the NFL draft. And then dude, they, all I, I don't guys, care. I don't care who opted out. They have no 
goddamn identity. And I don't think they were going to have one anyways. I, I really, it's really going to be interesting to see. I'm going to give, I'm going to give him a gimme this year because of COVID and the opt-outs. But dude, I, I, mean, I don't, they, I don't know what's I going mean, on down there. I get what you're saying. They just lost, they lost, they've lost most players ever. From a yeah, but they're not, but dude, ever. They're, in the history they, they still have, they ever. still have more, <laughs> They still have more four and five star recruits on that they roster do. than a team like Vanderbilt and Kentucky. I mean, you know, no, you're right. Auburn. When, you're, when your team gives up, though, man, it doesn't matter. I mean, they they gave up until <sighs> the season started. They they never once that they lost that first game, it was over. They bro, they lost that first game against State. There's players off now. They're like, all right, season's over. And once once your locker bad. is done playing, like mentally, because it all, it all starts mentally. Like you could have four and five stars all day. Nebraska, you know, I mean, they have a bunch of good players. They, they're horrible. LSU. Don't compare Nebraska to LSU. Who just well, you can start. You can name a bunch. I'm just saying you can. Yeah, but I'm saying right now, though, they are about as talented as they lost the most players ever. I repeat myself. They lost all the best players in the drafts. I mean, you know how LSU is rolling. And then they, they lose all their best players again. You can't lose two. You lost two recruiting classes in one year, basically. I, I think we both agree that this is a good bet because Al, yeah. you don't even have to tell – And I, uh, first of all, Alabama's great. Alabama's great. And LSU's goddamn terrible. This yeah, might not, be a blowout, bro. And not, not only are Bigger they, than what they, you're thinking. They lost all these players. I mean, I thought Miles Brennan was one of the bright spots coming back, and he's out for Dude. the season. You know he I mean? wasn't I, good anyways. He wasn't good anyways. The other quarterback was playing better. I think he was. He's more consistent. T.J. Finley's Thank really, you. really bad when he's bad. Miles Brennan was always kind of like soft. Like he wasn't great. He was average. But like this guy, he was like a slightly better version of Stenson Bennett. Ooh, that's disrespectful, man. It is. It's, I stand I don't by know about that. I don't. Well, well, that's debatable. But either way, um, Max Johnson's a freshman. J.J. Finley is technically a freshman, too. They're both red shirts. Um, they've got a lot of – Eric Gilbert's been a bright spot on their team. He was a Gatorade player of the year last year. But they're just they, – they just gave up mentally. Like, they they weren't going to win more than four or five games anyway to me because they just didn't care anymore. When you don't care, you're not going to win. And Terrible. No, they're not going to get up for this game. Like, it's already over. Alabama's just run up the score on people. Matt Jones is on fire. my highest winner right now. Really? Um, as of today, but it's still a long way to go. I know Kyle Trask is technically the favorite. Uh, Matt Jones is my guy. Um, just to come in after Tua and put up the same numbers. It's just like, except he stays healthy. So I would, um, I, 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 I could see that. I feel like yeah. you can make a suitable argument for Matt Jones over Kyle Trask. Kyle Trask, he doesn't. I mean, he doesn't have. There hasn't been a whole lot of passes that made me go, "Wow." A lot of, a lot of those have just been. Uh, Matt Jones says he's done. He's done some work. He's done some he's, good yeah. work. Well, yeah, Trask's numbers are better. I mean, it's the same, it's almost the exact same numbers as Burrow last year. Um, yeah, but he's but, they're they're relying on Trask. They're li- relying on Trask because they have to. Matt, oh, I yeah. mean, that Alabama offense is pretty. It's it's stacked, and he's still yeah. lighting it up. I just, so I think his Heisman moment was. Uh, he he has a couple moments, but I mean, obviously, big game is Auburn. Then his moment was really. Dude, the whole Miss game. They all people go back. You look at the tape of the Ole Miss game. Could have lost that game. Their defense just had a bad day, and they had to yeah. Like they had they had to throw though. It wasn't they couldn't rely on the run. It had to be Mac Jones, and he did it. And then the Georgia game, people forget that Georgia. So game, is Georgia, Georgia was winning most of that game. People is Trevor that. Lawrence gonna go to the NFL and not win a Heisman Trophy? It's kind of weird, right? Yeah, I don't think he's gonna win the Heisman because uh, he got COVID. I think isn't that kind of strange? Yeah, I think he would have won the Heisman if he didn't get COVID, and he still can. Um, if he keeps putting up crazy, well, I guess he can't really because the ACC's done. So that's what you said at the beginning of the show. Um, I thought, just, I thought, I if, it, that. if that's true, he can't win the Heisman. He'll be in the. I, I would say he'd be in New York. They're not obviously doing it in New York, but you know what I mean. This is a weird year. They're doing it virtually. Sure. He'll be on the he'll be on the the finalist list, but he's not gonna win. It is it's weird, but not really. Like I mean, Deshaun. I would Washington say win. Deshaun Watson was... didn't win the Heisman, and he Christian McCaffrey is a bunch of good players that never won. So you know that's fine. Uh, he's not going to be too mad. He didn't win. I would say Justin Fields should be in the conversation still, but they haven't played in eight weeks, and <laughs> he's got to be. Game. He's got to be rusty at this point. Goddamn. It's it's not enough games, man. Yeah, like there's just not enough games in the season for those guys to win to me. No. But it's just – it's it's no. a weird year, you know. <laughs> it's all I keep saying. But, uh, yeah, I take Alabama 
29. And yeah, Coach O, he's on vacation with his new girlfriend. Now. See, like, he doesn't care either. Dude. Like, they just Bad. didn't care. Yeah, I got you. Hey, she's, she's a good woman. You know, I know he got divorced from his wife. He owes her a bunch of money. You know, he's got a new, <laughs> he got a new hot, young, blonde, 30 year old girlfriend. And he's like 65, right? You know what I mean? That's cool. But he's like at the beach chilling. He doesn't care about the season either. <laughs> so Jesus. Nick, you know who does care about this season? Nicholas Saban. Yeah, no <laughs> he's shit. Stomp everyone's head in the ground because he knows he can do it with this team. He's going to run That's true. Score. Yeah, so I got them. I got them. My number two game, I, and I agree with you. For the record, I do agree with you on that game. My number two game, I'm taking Oklahoma State, giving two and a half points to TCU. Oklahoma State is six and two. TCU is sitting at four and four. Oklahoma State just squeaked by Texas Tech last week, 50 to 44. Uh, and TCU beat Kansas 59 223. Oklahoma State's offense is just much more smoother. It's much more consistent. Spencer Sanders looked good. Um, Tylen Wallace is an absolute stud. Uh, Chuba Hubbard has not had the season most people thought, but he's still very good. And I don't think T, uh, TCU is going to stop him. TCU is wildly inconsistent. We talked about before this offense relies a lot on Max Dugan not passing it but running it, and I just don't think they have the juice. So I'm going to consider Oklahoma State only given two and a half a win and take that. Yeah, I actually considered this game. Um, I thought about it, but I was like, nah, I can't take it. Um, it, a mother, uh, it was on my honorable mention list, I'll say that. Uh, that's a good game, though, to pick. I think Oklahoma State does win this game. Um, it does scare me, though, that TCU sometimes is like an upset special waiting to happen. That's true. Like, it doesn't really matter who's on their team, as long as Coach Patterson's there. <laughs> they can get a win because he's one of the top 15, 10 coaches or whatever in the country, um, in my opinion. so that's I think scary. he was. I think he was. But are we seeing his fall from grace? DCU hadn't been good in a long time, my friend. Yeah, we might be seeing his fall from grace. I still, But you know what? When you're a, a team like that, I think it takes a little while to rebuild more than others. Um, that's probably true. Get a little stale sometimes, but we'll see what he can do next year. It'll be a big year for him next year, though, for sure, with a couple good recruiting classes. He's got to be feeling that seat a little bit. Well, I don't know. He might just – I mean, don't they have a statue of him out front already? No. I I don't think they have a statue. Dude. They don't? I don't know, no, dude. They might as no. well. They want to suck him off hard down there. No. I mean, he's Which... done. He's amazing. He's done. He's been the best coach like by far. Probably in the history of the program, any sport that I can think yeah. of. Oh, yeah, but, for uh, sure. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, that's a good game. I got – um, all right, I, my second one's uh, Oklahoma-Baylor. Oklahoma has been on the stride. They're healthy. They, they got all the players are back from their suspensions. Um, that they had early on. People forget that they were missing – the defense is already not good. They were missing three players from suspension, two for yep. plot. You know what I mean? Uh, one for some personal reasons or whatever, and he came back. Uh, Spencer Rattler's been playing real good good football, not basketball. He used to play basketball. Um, <laughs> but real good football lately. Um, he's been dishing it out, spreading it out to everybody. I think there's been 13, 14 guys that have caught a ball in that team. So he's spreading the, ball, wow. spreading the wealth out. Um and there's what's the, the what's the spread on this game? It's twenty two. It's high. It is high. Um but I like they've it. been they've been covering every week and Baylor's defense is atrocious, man. It's bad. Now their offense can put up numbers and I am scared about that a little bit because their offense can't Charlie Brewer can't put up some points from that offense, but their O line's really bad and he's been getting hit a lot. I kinda feel for that kid, man, because he's had four concussions in college. Uh a big one in high school and uh Everyone's one hit away from not playing, but like Charlie Brewer really is like one concussion probably away from like having to retire. It scares me that I hope he just makes it through. I hope he, I honestly, I hope he just leaves and goes to the NFL. At least gets a check, at least gets paid for it. Cause I don't want him to get hurt at Baylor and then receive nothing. Um, but anyway, Oklahoma, I think they'll win big. Uh, maybe I'm thinking about 24, 30 points range versus Baylor. That 22, I hate that 22 though. That 22, yeah. the 22 is weird, right? It should be like, yeah. Hey, if it was you want it to be you want it to be twenty and a half, so you can win by three touchdowns and be a okay. Now you've got to be win by three touchdowns in a field goal. It started. So you got to score four times. So it's, it was twenty. It opened at twenty and a half, and it's up mm-hmm. twenty two now. Is that you're more of a, a little bit more gambling guy than me? That's a little. That's something. Do they know something that it moved up so, one and a half points? So I I don't know enough about where the spread opened up. Um, whether or not you're looking at the look, if you're looking at the look ahead land, which was released last week, a lot of those opening lines too, you'll see that they open up in Vegas first. So like you and I, we bet on Bavada or betmgm.com. So those spreads, they don't go up until Monday or Tuesday when that, that, that 
public money or that sharp money, because that's who's betting early in the week is the sharps. That sharp money is on there, so it's already adjusted. So you might not have ever even had a chance to get that 20.5 number. But if it's moved like that, typically it's sharp money. Fair. So that, Yeah, so that means that they're, you know, they're yeah. liking – I just like this game. It's it's a it's a night game. Uh, Oklahoma's a really good team at night. I've noticed. Yeah. Uh, I'm really good. And Bob Stoops is back in the house, man. So they're going to be hyped up. I know you heard about Bob Stoops being back on the staff. They don't have they they have their coaching staff has uh, a lot of their coaching staff has COVID. So they're bringing Bob. Stoops. I didn't know. Dude, that. I didn't know that. I didn't know you could just bring coaches back like that. Like I guess you can. <laughs> like, yeah, that's I, random. Yeah, Bob Stoops is coaching. He's been coaching all week. You know that's got to hype up some of those kids. Like. The legend, Bob. Stewart. The legend, dude. Yeah, they still. That's wild. Bob That's a good one. That's a good he's, one. He's not too far removed from that. He's and uh, Baylor's coming off of a pretty big win against Kansas State. I know they weren't. I think Kansas State was favored in that game too. So this might be a good time to fade Baylor. Um, you know, going in with the high expectations and whatnot. But yeah, if it was at twenty and a half, that that does seem like the sharps have jumped on it. So I'm assuming that the spread is only going to get higher and higher. So I guess we'll see about that. My third game and. Again, this is, this is something I had to drag out of the hat before the show. I already did put money on it, uh, but it was not my most confidence game. But I'm going to take Texas Tech giving 27 points to Kansas. We already talked about both these teams. Kansas got destroyed by TCU. Kansas gets destroyed pretty much every week. And Texas Tech hung with Oklahoma State, who's very good. Texas Tech has a very good offense, very explosive offense. Um, I jumped on this game now at 27. Like you said, about that weird numbers, this is about to hit that at 28 points. You're talking about four. Right now I can move with four touchdowns. If it gets any higher than that, ooh, I'm getting a little scared. But, man, Kansas is bad. So I'm going to nail te- Texas Tech on this one. They're bad, and they, you know, that's a team. That Terrible, dude. Opt-outs hurt. You know, they only, they had a couple. And that's a – you know, I know you're not giving LSU any slack, but Kansas deserves slack. So that's not a program that can afford Well, they got a lot, some of their – Opt-outs like Pookie, Pookie Williams, that opt-out occurred after they got their dick smacked off by a couple teams already. So that's how bad when you get when you get like the when you're when you get LSU opt-outs where it's before the season, that's completely different than Pookie, a guy like Pookie or like oh, Kansas or Florida State where they go, oh my god, this sucks. Bye. Florida, <laughs> Florida State's second in opt-outs right now, so dude. Like, um, dude. Every day, every day, it's someone every, new. Yeah, it's getting worse and worse, but. Um, at least LSU is keeping their recruits. Florida State is not recruiting. No. Is they're not in the top forty right now, which is. I, I thought my. I'm a little embarrassed too because I thought Mike Norvell was going to show turn that turn, corner uh, turn that program around quicker rather than later. But I, may, I might have been wrong on that one. Started off bad in the locker room, man. Got to win. Hell yeah, it did. First, so. Hell yeah, um, it did. But we'll see. Um, I got this is a big one right here, man. You guys ready for this one? Auburn, Texas A&M. Um. Am I saying they're gonna win? All right, mm, maybe not, but <laughs> it's gonna be really. I think they are gonna win though, because I'm I'm going boss to the walls. Because Malzahn's due. For I one. love it, dude. Because Malzahn's due for one, man. I'm telling people now. What I what do I mean by due for one? You gotta beat a top twenty five team, uh, a top ten team, a top five team, a big team. He always gets one big win. Everyone was like, maybe it would be next week or last week versus. Uh, no, there's no chance of hell they were gonna win that game. Um, they do not look good. But it doesn't matter, honestly, because like they can catch one. They're Auburn's a puncher's chance team, and this is their chance. A and M doesn't look that good either. I don't. I think A and M's overrated. Um, I think you're right, dude. I li- yeah. I like this game. I like the handicap. You know, everybody always says that it's lazy to say that. Oh, they're due for one or whatever. But that's not a lazy handicap at all, especially in college, because you do have teams that exceed expectations. Look at Matt Campbell at Iowa State. You know that he's going to play Oklahoma hard. He's two and two against Oklahoma. And they've he's lost both those contests by like less than a field goal, right? You know that he's due for one. But Gus Malzahn's the same way. I think you're absolutely right. And you talk about a boxer's chance or a punter's chance. You're absolutely right. There's enough speed on that team to where a team with a shitty defense like Texas A&M could really struggle if things break right. And college with these teenagers and these these young kids, momentum is a bitch. So I, I I'm with you. I could totally see this getting out of hand for Texas A&M. Yeah, I could see it too. Now, like I said, I know they've struggled versus uh, the top opponents um, this year. This is their last one. They do play Mississippi State at the end of the season to end their season, but this is their senior day. Um, this is a big game for them. And what you pointed out was big, their defense. Um, Bo Nix has struggled in their offense, but this is a defense you can kind of get uh, get right versus. Uh, A&M's defense isn't great. They do stop the run well, which kind of scares me because obviously Auburn runs a lot. But – 
Auburn's a gasher team. They're not trying to like pound you every every play. They're trying to get big plays. If you watch Auburn's offense, yeah. um, Bo Nix will you know run for 12, 15 times a game. He's running a little too much this year, but it would be I, nice to see him have a game. That's kind of what you're hoping yeah. here. If you're taking Auburn, is you're hoping that Bo Nix is freshman yeah. Bo Nix and not wanna, sophomore Bo Nix. Yeah, the best game he's played is is against LSU. But I mean, obviously the LSU team is a lot different than we thought. Uh, that was mm-hmm. a good game. Um, and then obviously, like I said, they're making up that Mississippi State game that already got canceled. They're making that up. Um, but they can't look ahead to that. He's got to win this one. And and yeah, Gus can't lose these next two games. I mean, I don't think they're going to lose Mississippi State because they're really bad this year, and they have a lot of COVID issues. Um, but they – I mean, hypothetically speaking, if Gus loses to – if he loses this game and loses next week Mississippi State and it's 5-5, five and five, it's bad. Um, they, they might give him an extra year because they have a lot of sophomores and freshmen on the team, but that's bad. He's going to be on a hot, hot seat. Cause I can see that. Play. They don't play, man. They're, they got another team two hours away winning national championships – or yep. being in the discussion every year, and they can't have that. Um, yep. They're, they're Michigan to Ohio State, you know what I mean? Like, they're in that same boat. They're not as bad as Michigan. but <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know because, I mean, Gus Malzahn doesn't – Well, he has a national title, though. Like That is that is true. Jim I, ap- I apologize. Yeah. Harbaugh's he, never Jim even, Harbaugh hasn't sniffed he's it. He's never even sniffed it. The highest yeah. he got was uh, that year they had uh, – Well, who wasn't – Jabril Cam- Peppers. Who was – wasn't Cam Newton the quarterback when Gus Malzahn won it? Well, he was the offensive coordinator for that. Team. Oh, I apologize. They, they won it with uh, Nick Marshall. Um, That's right. Over right. Oregon, Against, yeah. yeah. Over over Oregon, yeah. That so right. he he's got two technically, who, but I mean one is a head coach. Um, so yeah, I mean, but Gustavo Malzahn, <laughs> as they like to call him when they're mad at him, Gustavo. I don't know why they say that, but that's Auburn thing. But uh, they he he's just he's I like him, but it, he's got it's just the nature of it man auburn's a high profile place and you can't be going five and five doesn't they don't have an excuse like at all we'll like, see see i see though lsu we disagree on but like, i don't think auburn has an excuse at all they're just trash dude they're not good they have to win this game this is kind of a must win for them and i like that i like the fact i like betting on games where if you don't win they're fired they're gonna they might fire the coach <laughs> If I don't make money, you lose your job, damn it. Doesn't it feel like Gus just saves his job every year with one win? And this like Yeah, this would, and this could and be it. He, and if he if they wins it, oh, it would be number five and m so we got to keep him. And it should keep going on and on and on forever until, yeah. you know, either yeah. he wins another natty or he gets fired, <laughs> basically. Um, but, yeah, I don't know, man. Because they look good at the end of the season. I'm very disappointed in Auburn. I Bo Nix fell off a cliff, dude. Bo Nix has not been the same Bo Nix. But like you said, if he can catch some fire, we know it's there. We've seen it. We see the potential. We've seen what he can do. If he can catch fire, then this is a nasty team. Yeah, man. Sophomore slump, I guess. I hope he bounces back. I like Bo. And it could happen. He, you know, you've seen sophomores bounce back midseason before, and we're getting towards the end of the season, so it could totally happen. Uh, but let's move on to the NFL. Um, the week before we left, Donovan, I, I wanted to bring this up because you deserve a bunch of kudos. We had we went we picked our three best bets. We went head to head on two, and you won both of them. I took the Seattle Seahawks, giving three points to the Arizona Cardinals on Thursday night football, and I was laughing my ass off all game because I thought I was going to win. Little did I know the game was going to go to overtime, and Seattle. I was going to fold, and then you end up winning the bet. I also took New England, giving two points to Houston, that loss. And then the other game we disagreed on was Philly. I took Philly getting three and a half. You took Cleveland. You were right. I'm glad you were right. Obviously, being a Browns fan, we talked about that game in depth on this podcast, and I was wrong. Carson Wentz played terrible. That Eagles offensive line was terrible. Olivier Vernon worked uh, Jason Peters like a rodeo clown. And then I took – I did save the week because I took the Pittsburgh Steelers, giving 10 points to Jacksonville. Pittsburgh smashed them. Last week I tweeted them out. We didn't have a podcast, but I did tweet out my victorious week. I went 2-1. and one. I took Atlanta getting three points from the Raiders. Uh, I was ecstatic with that. I took Chicago getting eight and a half from the Green Bay Packers. That was a bad, 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 bad bet. I saw those points, thought it was too much to say no to, and I regretted it immediately. And then I took the Seattle. Seahawks Monday Night Football giving five and a half to the Philadelphia Eagles. The Seahawks won by six, but that was enough for me to win. So, Donovan, how did you do, man? Other than those, uh, obviously, you did great the first week. <laughs> oh, I, yeah. So, you're talking, I went three and no that week with because the Raiders, uh, well, no, not I didn't go three and no. Sorry, I went two and one because I did pick KC over uh, Las Vegas and KC 
Um, they did win the game by four, but it was sad. Oh, that's right. So You're I didn't right. lose that game technically, but at least I'm about this week that just passed. Um, I lost the Packers game. <laughs> oh, you took Chicago? The Packers uh, Colts game this week, uh, this past week. This past week, uh, Green Bay played Chicago. Oh, I thought the you Titans played the Colts. I thought we were still talking about two weeks ago. Sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> no, no um, problem. We're talking about this week. This week. Right? Yes. As Thanksgiving week. Yeah. Um, I still didn't do that good. I did good the last week. Two and one. I'm always two and one on the show. No, I didn't take the damn Bears. <laughs> um, I didn't take the. Dude, Bears. eight and a half points is a lot. I will not. <laughs> I, no, I, I mean, you know. I, I didn't. I didn't touch that game. Um, I won the um, Titans Colts game. I thought the Colts would kind of. Slack a little bit. I think the Colts are very good, but they're inconsistent. You nailed like, that. They could be good. They could be bad. Um, I thought the Jets-Dolphins game was going to be a lot closer with Sam I am coming back, but that did not happen. Mm. They, only scored, they didn't score a touchdown. <laughs> and then uh, the Browns and Jags I thought would be kind of more of a blowout. And I, so I went one and two. Yeah, we talked about that. We did. We talked about that briefly the week before, the week prior. We thought, thought, talked about that being a get-back game. We were both wrong on that. We both, we both talked about Cleveland beating the spread on that. The spread was seven and they did not beat that spread. Yeah, I really that game. I'm, I'm I was like, that, I thought that was a gimme game with Mike Glenn, Glennon, Mike Glennon, yep. Mike Glennon playing at or Jake Lutton at the time. We didn't know who was going to be playing quarterback, but we didn't really yeah. care. And Glennon's yeah. getting the start again this week. They just came out and yep. said he started. And Garner's healthy, but and I can't. They're losing on purpose, though. They're tanking, dude. Like, because I mean, they they're going to get the number two overall pick. Like, they're not. The Jets are going to probably be over sixteen. Like, I don't see them. They're bad. They're they are bad. Cool. They're gonna be bad and be on sixteen, and maybe they'll be one in fifteen. But the Jets will still own the tiebreaker. The Jets would have to win two games <laughs> for the Jags to get the number one pick, and they're not. There's no way in hell that Gates and the Jets are winning two games. But uh, yeah, I mean, I lost, but it's all right. You know, I'll bounce back. I'll bounce back this week. <laughs> all right, well, let's dive into it. Uh, my number one game is I'm taking the Indianapolis Colts, giving three points to Houston Texans. The India, the Indianapolis Colts are currently currently sitting at seven and four. The Texans are four and seven. Really, uh, well, India, Indianapolis actually just got the shit kicked out of them by the Tennessee Titans, forty five to twenty six last week, uh, losing two of the last three games, and then the te- Texans beat the Detroit Lions, forty one to twenty five, on Thanksgiving Day. I am not really worried about that, though. I know the Colts look like shit, but if you look at these two records, Colts are clearly the better team. I am surprised that they're only favored by three points against a team that is ter- so bad like the Texans. Now, this is something we talked about, the sharp, uh, the sharp betters in this game early. Uh, the sharp bets have actually been on Houston in this game. Because, but because we've seen the spread change to favor Houston, but at the same time, more money has been pointed on the Colts. So this is your p- perfect pros versus Joes matchup. And unfortunately, I'm going to be with the Joes, and I'm going to have a lot of confidence in that. What do you think? What was the spread on that? Sorry, the spread is the spread is three points for the it Colts. Did, yes, the Colts are favored by three points. Um, the, the The spread was it, it opened up at two and a half, and then money was pouring in on the Texans. That's weird because Will Fuller's out for the season, and, and but more, of, but there's more tickets on the Colts. That's weird. Yeah, I think the Colts, the Colts are inconsistent. So they, are like pretty, shows. the Colts have almost won like one and lost back to, like every other week. Like they've bet they, they I think they had a two game winning streak, but like pretty, it's like every other week they win and lose. So I think they bounce back. I like that bet. You're taking the Colts, right? Over the yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. And Wolf Fuller's out. They got some suspensions. You know, Brian Cushing's their uh, strength and conditioning coach. I wonder why they're getting some PED no shit. stuff going. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I like that. That's good. Um, and I, I apologize. I misspoke. This spread opened up at three and a half, and now it's down to three. Yeah. So it moved, it moved back down to three because all the money that was pointed on the Texans. They have been playing well. Like they can, you can tell they're fighting for him. They want Roman Cornell to be the head coach. Is what everyone's saying. Like the players do now. They can have him. I mean, they just—I mean, everyone loves Roman Cano. He's like the—you know—the—he's like the Browns fans dude. didn't. <laughs> yeah, y'all—you guys didn't. I, well, he's a he nice was terrible. Guy. No, he's a—he no, you're you're right. Terrible head coach, but I'm saying like a good guy. And he's old he's too. Like, he's getting old now. Yeah, they're not going to hire him as the head coach. But I he's a, think so. They want to—he's just like so nice, and I think everybody like likes him and wants to root for him. He's—it's old Romeo, you know. He's like your grandpa. I like, can see that. I can see that. But it doesn't mean he needs to be the head coach. Um. So yeah, <laughs> we'll see. But uh, all right, my first one. Let's do it. 
New Orleans, Atlanta. Oh, yeah? Okay. What's the spread? Taking New Orleans, minus three. Um, Okay. Scary, you know, people probably say, because Taysom's playing at quarterback, that's fine. Um, They just beat them, so. (laughs) Right. They just just played. Um, Taysom Hill will be fine. Uh, Atlanta's secondary is not good. This is a secondary he would want to play. Now, he hasn't been throwing the ball well, but he connects on some big passes. Obviously, you know, he's going to run the football. They're going to run the football with Kamara. Latavius Murray had a really good week last week. Um, They're going to run the football down Atlanta's throat. Atlanta can't really stop the run or the pass. They're they're actually top 15 in turnovers. Um, But they're bottom 10 in pretty much every other statistical category. (laughs) So, I don't think Taysom Hill's going to really turn the ball over because he's not going to throw that much. Um, he doesn't really turn the ball over. He's not accurate, but he throws the ball out of bounds. He always throws the ball out of bounds. That's kind of the funny thing if you watch Taysom. Like, he's not even going to really, – he's one, two, read, throw the ball out of bounds. <laughs> like, he's not taking any chances, bro. So, uh, I think New Orleans win. They'll just it's, – it's the, the, the toughest thing is that Atlanta's offense is good. But you know how good the Saints defense has been this year. It's top five yep. defense. So, that'll be my thing to watch out for. Um Matt Ryan is still playing pretty well. He has some up and down games, but I'll take New Orleans minus three. I'm I'm with you. I love that bet. I took the Falcons last week. The Falcons have been looking better and better, but the Saints are still good. They have found their groove with Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill has not been a liability. People like to make fun of him. I think he had like nine attempted passes last week. Who cares? They're winning games. That was how that game was designed because the Broncos had no quarterback. The whole game was ball control. So I have no issue with that whatsoever. They look good. I I would take the Colts. I, I like that bet. I really do. Yeah, I like it, Chiefs. So my number two bet, I'm taking the Denver – I'm sorry. Woo, jeez. I'm taking the Kansas City Chiefs giving 14 points Ooh, to the Denver Broncos. Say, yeah, no hey, shit. Oops. Uh, the Denver Broncos are 4-7. and seven. The Kansas City Chiefs are 10-1. Again, I am taking the favorite. Just to reiterate, Kansas City Chiefs giving 14 points. I'm surprised that this isn't over two touchdowns. Denver's not good. Uh, Denver lost to the New Orleans Saints, like we just said, 31-3, to and that was against a team who passed nine times. They were a 17-point dog, and they actually – they were already a 17-point dog last week against a worse team, and they still got blown out. So you're giving me less points. I know that they're going to have a quarterback this week, but pff, I don't care. Lot. So lot, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Kansas City beat a very good Tampa Bay team last week, 27-24. to These are just two lopsided. They're two different teams. They're just one's good, one's bad. It comes down to that. Denver's lost the last three out of four. Again, I know that the spread is large. It's going to be the largest of the week. But Denver lost a big spread handedly last week against a team that didn't even attempt any passes. So I, I feel pretty comfortable in this one. What do you think? For one, I'm just happy they get a real quarterback back because that was just sad. Um, poor Kendall Hinton, poor bro. Kendall Hinton. I like, Completed I, I one pass for 13 yards. I always remember that guy because um, I picked him up in fantasy. And he got me negative three points. Uh, first, <laughs> first time since like 1986 that a team had more interceptions than completions. Yeah, man, they had Chip Lindsey throwing passes. Um, bad, dude. <laughs> you know I mean? it, it was, was rough. Bad. It was rough, dude. But uh, what do I think? That game, I looked at that game. I didn't want to touch it. The it's a lot of points. Yeah, it's, it's a lot, lot of points. points. It's a lot of points, but they should win. Um, But you never know about that Broncos offense. They can keep up. The defense isn't going to do much, but they can. Cause sometimes Drew Locke will have those games where he's either like, he reminds me, you know, it reminds me of Jay Cutler. Not personality wise, yeah. he's Drew Locke way cooler and more. Doesn't style. doesn't have quite doesn't have quite the arm. Jay Keller had a gigantic arm, but I, I know what you mean. Yeah, Drew Locke's arm is amazing. He has a top, I think he's one of the strong arms in the NFL, but not but Jay Cutler. Not Jay was Cutler. No, Jay, no, arm no, not Jay Cutler. Yeah. yeah, I like I like Locke. You know, it's not October though. This this December now. So yeah, I like that <laughs> December. Um, and he's not. I don't know, man. They just have a long way to go. That team is just—they're bad. They're talking. I mean, Vic Fangio might be on the hot seat as well. Yeah, I, mean, good. I, I, I like Vic Fangio though. Um, and Ben Albright said he's not on the hot seat. Oh, really? Well, that's good because I do like Fangio too. But they're just their team hasn't shown any improvement under him. So I mean, they you know, have, it is I, I, I just want them to give him time because their team's so young. And I like Vic Fangio. I was like, this is perfect. You got a tough-nosed coach with some young guys that are hungry and ready to go. Just a tough division, though. I mean, you're looking at it's going to be damn near impossible to win in that division almost. With KC, San Diego's got a better quarterback and a more stable. They got one of they have two of the top ten future players in the NFL. I think Herbert and Bosa. 
the Chargers. And then that's you have, fair. Then you have KC, who's the best in the NFL. Then you have the Raiders, who are a better version of the Broncos. So it's like, I know Von Miller's out for the season, but damn, is he worth like how many games is Von Miller worth? Like, because I, I know there's Broncos right. fans saying like, oh, well, we don't have Von Miller. I'm like, dude, like Von Miller's amazing, but like, <laughs> take away ten games. <laughs> yeah, like, calm down, man. But uh, yeah, yeah. I like that one. Um. Dude, I took I like your Buffalo Bills this week. And I hate you know I've been picking against the 49ers every week. You yeah. Know what I mean, I've been picking against them and they they've been fighting with what they have. They don't have much, but Shanahan's such a good coach and you can tell they fight. Um, but they just don't. This is a Monday night game. I think this is a really big game for Buffalo because they don't really get too many chances on national TV like this. Um, I think they are one of the top six teams in the NFL. Um, and people don't respect that. They don't talk about Buffalo. Well, you know, it is the 49ers, but this is a big game for them on Monday night, and I think they'll take advantage of it. And it's only three, man. Buffalo's only favored by three. So I like this game. Yeah, I think that that spread actually even moved down because, yeah, it actually moved. So you're taking the 49ers? No, I'm taking Buffalo. You're taking Buffalo. So it's it's gone down. Buffalo's only favored by one point now with the announcement that the 49ers are not going to be able to play at home. Yeah, well, Buffalo, man, easy. It don't matter where they're playing. They be playing. Yeah. And damn, Josh Allen's backyard. <laughs> it's a, it's an interesting game because I really don't like to bet against Kyle Shanahan because every now and again he pulls a trick out of his ass. Do you know he what does. I mean? They, they still, like, I've been picking against them, and I've been they've been playing really top-notch offenses. Yes. The Buffalo offense is good, though. They, can't, they, if, they haven't found a groove yet. I don't think they will. That's just not their offense. They're not going to be a groove offense. They're going to be, like, an ugly offense, but they'll win games. God, this is me. This will be the first game we disagree on because I can't. I just. I can't. I can't do it. I can't bet against Kyle Shanahan on Monday night. There's too many variables for me. Now, again, though, you, you bring up a good point. The Buffalo Bills are definitely the far superior team, and the Niners aren't even going to be able to play at home because of the stupid rules in California. So, you know, that's it's a where good handicap. This, where is this game? I don't. We don't know. We don't know yet. They don't have a place yet. No, dude. They're not allowed to play in San Fran. I know they're not. Yeah, I know they're not play up there, but there's so there's no place. That's crazy. Yeah, maybe 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 they've announced it and I've missed it. But I mean, I looked at that game pretty in depth today, and I didn't see any announcement yet. Um, they they haven't they haven't announced it yet. You're right. They so that'd be something to look oh, wait, out no, for. No, they, they have announced it. They have announced it. They're playing in uh, Arizona. Oh really? Yeah, they just they see just, that. They I mean, just that helps you an hour, an hour ago. So that 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 do, that definitely does help the Bills yeah. because now the Niners are traveling too, not they're far, playing. but it's still still yeah, counts. Yeah, they're, they're playing in uh, the Cardinals. They, the Cardinals are yeah. nice. Do it, let them do that. Oh. <laughs> no shit. Um, but yeah, that's yeah. I'll take it's an, that. That's an interesting one. That's a polarizing one. That'll be interesting to see what those numbers are Sunday, and we'll talk about that game more in depth next week because that that is a polarizing one because Kyle Shanahan can't pull it out. But again, the Broncos are. He I mean, the Bills are better. Week. Yes, he, he does. He, he's very good at that. He's a very very capable coach. Beat the Rams um, last week. Yeah. So my last game, I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with our hometown boys, Cleveland Browns, getting six points to the Tennessee Titans. Cleveland Browns. We talked about this game in depth yesterday. Cleveland Browns are sitting eight and three. Titans are sitting eight and three. At the playoffs first today, the Titans will be the third seed. The Browns will be the fifth seed. Uh, Cleveland's on a streak. They've won three in a row. I know the Titans have won two, two in a row, but man, the Browns look good. Okay, the Browns, they looked at, okay, I I should preface it. They did not look great against the Jaguars, but I can see this team beat the Titans. And six points is a lot of points. You know, in order for them to lose, they got to get blown out. And I don't think they're at a point where they're going to be getting blown out. I just I feel good about it. We, you know their their strengths go to the Titans' weaknesses. I know that Derrick Henry's been on a tear, but with Miles Garrett back, I really think that the Browns are going to be okay here. Um, again, they're getting six points, but I might sprinkle something on the money line here. Agree with you, man. Totally, hundred percent. We disagree on the last one. Agree with you. I think uh, that they not only cover, I think they win the game. Um, and you mentioned on uh, yesterday's pod that Ty Sambrello is out. Mm-hmm. Indefinitely, um, six to eight weeks, which is almost the season. And oh, then yeah. uh, Taylor Lewan's out for the season; like he's on IR. So that's, I mean, you're losing really. Like I said, I think Taylor Lewan's a top five left tackle. I think Tyson Brillo. This, I and mean, I know with the Falcons, he wasn't good, but this season he's one of the best 
uh, right tackles in the NFL, I would say. Yeah, they overreact to how how bad they think he was in, in Atlanta. I don't think he was that bad. I think he, his PFF. I know his PFF scores were shit and his all PFF, that. But yeah, he, was, he was just. I think he was just an average tackle there. I mean, you know, I, mean, I don't know if he was necessarily a liability like everybody acts yeah. like he was. So it's definitely a loss for sure. Yeah, for sure. So, so not having those two guys bookends are, are is bad. Um, even though you're Derrick Henry running up the middle most of the time, and I think it would have hurt. I think the Browns with Miles Garrett coming back, he's going to take advantage of that. I and Vernon's been great. Vernon's been great the last couple of weeks. He yeah. had three three sacks against the Eagles against Jason Peters. Uh, only I don't know what he's going to do against a reserve offensive tackle with the Titans. So I, I feel like, I feel good about this. Yeah, I think they'll win. But my my main thing. Is again a momentum and just a, a, a mental toughness. I think this game is a, like I said, for Buffalo, kind of a pop, pop, punch your chest out game uh, for Cleveland. Like they're eight and three, but they're disrespected. Everyone's saying, yep, they're not good. They don't really deserve to be here. They should be four and eight or whatever. You know, three, they should, the record should be flipped. Okay, shut the hell up. We're going to beat the Titans and show you can be a good team. I know the Colts is probably their best one so far, like I said. Um, but this team, this Titan team is really good. They just beat up on that Colts team. So if they can get this win and be nine and three, you can't really say anything about the Browns anymore. Um, except, Hey, we're going to the playoffs and watch out. They're dangerous. Cause that, yeah, that, that playmakers, man, Jarvis Landry, that's going to be the matchup. Jarvis Landry going against, uh, what's the Titans number one corner? I can't think of his name right now. Slip in my mind. It's the tar- Titans number one corner. Was well, it's not a Dory Jackson. Desmond um, King, right? Well, Desmond, Desmond King's been playing nickel. He's been playing okay. Yeah, so I'm not. I uh, let's look here. Over here. I don't know. Yeah, I know not Adore Jackson. He's not living up to the hype. I think uh, at all <laughs> that I thought he was going to play like. Well, he a, was more of a pure athlete kind of guy. Malcolm Butler. We talked about it yesterday on the pod in depth, so I'm a little embarrassed that we forgot because Malcolm Butler's been playing like yeah, shit. Just, no, we just talked about it on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Malcolm, yeah. so Malcolm Butler, Desmond King, and then. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, yeah. I think he's gonna have to play play good versus whoever. Malcolm Butler. Yeah. Because Malcolm Butler sucks. We talked about that on the pod. I, I'm a little embarrassed that we forgot his name because we did talk about him for a good five minutes. He has not been very good. Um, he's a. He's got. I know he's got some interceptions, but he's not very good though. No. Just because you. He gets beat. Just because you get interceptions doesn't mean you're good. Yeah, he can so, get yeah. beat. So who's your third game? Okay, sorry, my third game. No, oh, that's Cleveland. Yeah, Cleveland over. Tyler. Oh wow, we we met we match on that one. Huh? Yeah, yeah, we match on that one. Yeah. Nice. You usually were going against each other. I guess you are the you are right now as it stands though. You are the champion because you beat me in the last two games we've gone head to head on. So I do want to give you props for that. Um, this was the Browns Wire podcast. We'll be sure to keep you updated. Um, again, if you got any tips or anything you want to reach out to us or questions, please hit us up on Twitter. I'm at Josh Keatley 16. I'm also pretty active on Facebook. Donovan, where can they find you? Uh, yeah, find me on Twitter at Don James Sports. The name remains the same. I uh, got some couple interviews with some high school prospects coming up. Um, on Studio Union Sports, and I guess a couple other things working out under the wraps right now. But just follow me on Twitter, check some stuff out. If you want to just keep up with all things sports, definitely check me out. And uh, thank you to Josh Keel and everybody at Browns Wire and all the listeners. We appreciate it. Absolutely. Yeah, Donovan's been on fire recently. You know, I, I called on him. We, I, I spoke to you to ask you to be on this podcast a couple weeks ago, and you've lived up to the hype, man. Uh, you know, you've been killing it with your gambling takes, and you've been bringing the heat on the Browns. So I'm happy that you've been able to join me on this, and hopefully we can bring some big things to you, and we'll continue to make this thing better. But this was the Browns Wire podcast. Make sure you like, review, and uh, give us a thumbs up or whatever you do on iTunes. But we are out.
This is your Wendy's Wake Up Call. Start your day with a better breakfast and get a free drink with any of our morning-making breakfast sandwiches. That's your favorite drink in a Wendy's cup, free. Fresh brewed coffee, free. Diet Coke, free. Vanilla Frosty Chino, that's cold brew plus Frosty Creamer plus free. So don't sleep on this deal. Get any size drink in a Wendy's cup free when you buy any breakfast sandwich. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's. Limited time only at participating Wendy's. On the card only. Offer valid upon request on lowest price qualifying item. Not valid for third-party delivery. This is your Wendy's wake-up call. Start your day with a better breakfast and get a free drink with any of our morning-making breakfast sandwiches. That's your favorite drink in a Wendy's cup, free. Fresh brewed coffee, free. Diet Coke, free. Vanilla Frosty Chino, that's cold brew plus Frosty Creamer plus free. So don't sleep on this deal. Get any size drink in a Wendy's cup, free, when you buy any breakfast sandwich. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's. Limited time only at participating Wendy's. On the card only. Offer valid upon request on lowest-priced qualifying item. Not valid for third-party delivery.